0: Welcome back after our thrilling part one of the original Riverdale pilot, River's Edge.
1: Hope you had a restful intermission, got up to use the bathroom, the line wasn't too long, maybe you got some more M&Ms before returning to your seat.
0: Not Peanut, though, because what if they're allergies?
1: Yeah, Anna's allergic to peanuts. I'm Olivia.
0: And I'm Marisa. And this is Marisa and Olivia's Weird Fantasy. Radio play edition. We hope you enjoy part two of this Incredibly acted, incredibly performed, incredibly written, which we can't take credit for.
1: But, you know, still worth saying. Perfect, perfect episode. Interior, Riverdale High, boys' locker room, afternoon. After tryouts, Archie's on a metal table. Assistant Coach Clayton is icing Archie's sore leg. Head Coach Cleats enters.
2: Yeah, that'll bruise, but you'll be all right. Last two days, you've been playing with some real stuff out there, Andrews. Like you're trying to get something out. Something you didn't have last year. Usually, sophomores only play JV. But this year, we've got an open spot on varsity. Based on what you've been showing us, I'd like you to have it. Me? Not Reggie? Or Moose? We carry Mantle because his father subsidizes our department. And Moose... God bless, isn't bread enough for varsity. I, I need to think about it, coach. What's more important than football? My dad's company. It's our family business, and he's sort of counting on me to help out after school on weekends. Wait, is the spot Jason Blossoms? It is. You get his locker, his number. Of course, you
1: wouldn't be captain. This lands on Archie. He'd be the dead boy's replacement. Interior. Riverdale High. Girls' locker room. Afternoon. Post-tryouts, post-shower, Betty and Veronica in towels, backs to each other. As Veronica combs out her wet hair, Betty looks over her shoulder, tentatively. Asks, quietly.
3: Why did you defend me? I know the circles you ran with in New York, and they're not me, so why are you doing this? Why are you being nice?
1: a beat as veronica turns to betty and gets real
3: when my dad got arrested
4: it was the worst thing ever all these trolls started writing these horrible things about us we'd get letters and emails saying my dad was a thief my mom was a clueless socialite and i was this spoiled rich bitch ice princess and what hurt the most about it was is she going there the things the trolls were writing were true. I was like Cheryl, worse than Cheryl. Not a person I particularly enjoyed spending time with, to be honest. Eyes wet, getting emotional. So, after everything that happened with my dad, when my mom said we were moving to Riverdale, I made a pact myself to use this as a chance to become, maybe, hopefully, a better version of myself.
1: This unexpected admission prompts Betty to lower her own guard.
3: When Polly got together with Jason, it meant everything to her and nothing to him. And and the thing got super intense and toxic. I don't know what the details. No one will tell me, but what came after? How mom treated Polly after what happened with Jason was so much worse. She turned on Polly, said Polly wasn't her daughter, said all these horrible things to her. Jason hurt Polly, but it's my mom who broke her. Now, I guess I'm under some pressure for my parents not to turn out the way Polly did. Some pressure?
1: You're like Katniss Everdeen before a reaping.
3: Oh, good. The sweet
4: Valley High twins are still here.
1: They turn to Cheryl, flanked by Nancy and Ginger.
4: I have something for both of you.
1: Exterior, Riverdale High. Entrance, day. Betty and Veronica wearing the iconic blue and gold Riverdale High School cheerleading outfits burst out of the doors, in a rush, on a high, which doesn't dissipate when they see Archie heading back from the gym towards his car. Veronica turns back to Betty.
4: Okay, you're doing this. What? Slaying your dragons, Betty Cooper,
1: one by one. Veronica drags Betty over to Archie.
4: Hi, teen outlander.
2: (laughs) Hi. uh, Hey, Betty. Uh, Nice...
3: uh... Betty has
4: something she wants to ask you about the back-to-school dance. Go on, Betty. Ask.
3: I asked Veronica to go with me to the dance as friends, but maybe it would be fun if all three of us went together as friends. Uh, I, uh... uh, The
2: thing is, I'm not really in the mood for a a dance. Uh,
3: That's okay. Totally Uh,
4: unacceptable! We need an escort! So take a break from being Riverdale's resident tortured musical genius, and spend a Blissful evening with not one, but two newly-minted river vixens. Resistance is futile, tiger. We'll text you TNP. Time and place.
2: Okay, then. Uh, cool. Thanks, Betty. Uh, thanks, Veronica.
1: Archie continues on his way. Veronica turns to Betty. W-T-F.
3: It's your first dance at Riverdale. You should have someone to go with. Fine,
4: but just as your handmaiden... As soon as we get there, I'll peel off so you can be alone with Archie to ask him how he feels about you. And then you'll know. And you'll be much happier.
1: Deal? Betty nods. Exterior. The Pembroke apartment building. Dusk. Hermione arrives home. Spent. Smithers is there, opening the door. Was today any better, Miss Hermione? No,
4: Smithers. Worse. I was even slapped today. That was fun every single place i go to apply for a job the moment they hear who i am who my husband is it was naive of me to think this would have played out any other way no not naive stupid
1: blind
2: i'm due a 15 minute break man
1: exterior alley behind the pembroke moments later hermione and smithers around the side of the building next to some dumpsters smoking tightly rolled joints.
4: As always, you are a godsend, Smithers. So many people in Riverdale hate us. Your husband made a number of
2: enemies in this town, ma'am. And Riverdale itself is not as forgiving as it once
4: was. No, but you don't hate us.
2: No, ma'am. Your husband always took care of me and my family. He helped me
4: buy my own
2: apartment in the Pembroke. In the back, not much of a view, but it's ours. So whatever you need.
4: I appreciate that, Smithers, but I'm afraid I've made a terrible error in judgment coming back to Riverdale.
1: Exterior, the Andrews house, the back porch, late afternoon. Archie with his guitar, experimenting with a new song. He plays some, then makes notes in a notebook by his side. Fred comes out, drinking a beer. Not angry, but something's weighing on him.
5: I got a call from your coach today. He's under the impression that you can't play varsity football because I'm making you work for me. Which is odd, since you intimated that you couldn't work for me because you were playing football. So my first question would be, who are you lying to, me or your coach? Neither. Both. Shit. I want to study music, Dad. Write music. And that means you can't play football or work for
2: me? It means I I have to figure it out. If I'm gonna get serious about music, which I want, which I'm going to do.
5: When did you decide this?
2: It's sort of been an ongoing process. Because it used to be. We talked about
5: things like this, big decisions, life decisions. Your best shot at going to college is getting a football scholarship to state school. Not the places I'd go for music. Archie. Right now, if you want to study music, that's great. I'm all for it. When I was in high school, I was in a band. But what happens in six months when you move on to something else?
2: I'm not going to, Dad. And I'm not talking about a band. Football
5: takes you to college. College takes you to business school. Business school takes... Takes me
2: back to work for you, here in
5: Riverdale. With me, not for me. And eventually for yourself. The company would be yours. No disrespect, Dad, but I don't want it. Three months ago you did. At least you said you did. What changed? Me. Everything. This summer.
1: But Archie stops himself from saying too much.
5: What? Talk to me. This summer, I... Archie
1: can't. What would he say to his dad?
5: What, Archie? Tell me. If something's wrong, I can help.
2: You can't, Dad. Dad. You actually can't. Not this time.
1: A beep. Fred nods. Resigned.
5: That's it, then. We don't talk to each other anymore? We keep secrets? Okay. Dad. I would never force you to play football. I don't care if you play football. And you don't have to work with me or for me ever again. But some advice, man to man. The choices you're making right now, they're the most important of your life, son. So good luck to you. Let me know what you decide.
1: Fred turns from Archie and goes back into the house. Nothing resolved between father and son. Interior, the Cooper house. Entrance hall, late afternoon. Betty, in her cheerleading uniform, comes home. The sound of loud arguing from the living room. Betty rounds the corner. Alice and Betty's older sister, Polly, are going at it until they see what Betty's wearing. A beat. Then both at once...
6: What is that?
1: Are you on crack? You're joining the River Vixens?
6: No, she is not. That's how it started with your sister. I don't need another Polly, Betty. One train wreck's enough.
4: I'm the train wreck? Mom, open your medicine cabinet. Only person in Riverdale more medicated
1: than me is you. Take that off. If You're trying to prove something.
3: I'm not, Polly. Believe it or not, not everything is about you. Either of you. I do... Everything for everyone, everything to be perfect. The perfect daughter, the perfect student, the perfect sister. Can I do this one thing for me? I'm also going to the dance with Archie and and Veronica Lodge. Hermione Lodge's daughter? Good luck with that. She's actually really nice and trying to be a good person.
6: Oh, you think so? You think she'll be your friend? You think Cheryl will be? Well, let me tell you, girls like Cheryl and Veronica Lodge They don't like girls like you.
3: I don't want to hear it. It's happening. I'm going. Betty's up the stairs into her room and
1: slam. Interior, Riverdale High, gymnasium, night. Decorated for the back to school dance. Streamers, lights, and giant photo portraits of Jason Blossom. Hovering over everything. Archie, Betty, and Veronica arrive, arm in arm. And the moment is like Cinderella arriving at the ball. Carrie arriving at the prom, before the bucket of blood. Veronica takes it in, sighs.
4: Well, it's not the Met Ball.
3: Oh my god, you've been?
4: Twice, Anna Wintour's daughter follows me on Instagram.
3: Uh, Who's Anna Wintour?
4: On that note, I'm getting some punch.
3: Don't let me down, girl.
1: Veronica goes. Archie and Betty move further into the crowd.
3: Anna Winter is the Editor-in-Chief of Vogue. There's no reason you would know.
1: Archie spots Miss Grundy off to the side, chaperoning. Uh, shit. Uh,
2: Betty, will you give me one minute? And I promise when I get back, I'll be a much better date. <laughs> Two minutes max.
1: Archie's off, making his way towards Miss Grundy. Before Betty can get too upset, she's rescued by Kevin, arriving with the hot guy who glanced at him during the assembly.
5: Betty, have you met Devin Davis? His family just moved here from
2: England.
1: Hello! But we're with Archie approaching.
2: Don't panic, Miss Grundy. I'm not single white stalking you.
6: I thought, didn't we have a deal?
2: No, we have a secret, Geraldine. Multiple secrets, actually. And Maybe we could have done something to help Jason that morning. Or maybe we couldn't have.
6: We will never know.
2: Yeah. And like you said, we have to live with that, our secrets. And I won't tell anyone anything, but you need to help me. I'm not the Pussycats. I'm not Tomoko Yoshida. I'm not my dad. But I could be. I will be someone. Maybe it's a colossal mistake. But this summer, the only thing that kept me sane was writing those songs. So here's my not-so-indecent proposal. I wanna do an independent study with you, as many mornings a week as you can spare. And I swear, that's all it will be. And I won't tell anyone about July 4th, ever. Deal?
1: Fuck, is Archie blackmailing Miss Grundy? Is that the kind of show we're doing?
6: Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, 7.30 a.m., before first period. I'll set it up, and I'll see about getting you credit.
1: At which point, a hush falls over the gym. Archie and Miss Grundy turn towards it. Veronica, at the punch table, turns towards it. Betty, Devin, and Kevin turn to it. The whole world, it seems. Turns to Cheryl Blossom, flanked by her ladies-in-waiting, Nancy and Ginger, making a grand entrance. Unlike the other kids, Cheryl's wearing an outrageously over-the-top crimson gown. Gasp-inducing interior riverdale high gymnasium night resuming with the dance cheryl has taken control of the stage and stands at a microphone behind her josie and the pussycats are tuning up their instruments
4: i wouldn't have made it through without your unconditional love and healing energy
1: angle on veronica looking from cheryl to reggie huddled with moose and some of the other football players passing around a flask
4: Secondly, I'd like to thank Principal Weatherby for agreeing to donate the proceeds from tonight's dance to a scholarship fund we're setting up in my brother's name. Each year, we'll sponsor a deserving student of diversity or disability of my choosing. Lastly, to know this evening's main entertainment is to be obsessed with them, although they usually perform their own material. Tonight, they're covering one of my brother's favorite songs. I give you Josie and the Pussycats.
1: Cheryl cedes the stage to Josie, Melody, and Valerie. Without a word of introduction, they start to perform an acoustic version of Tears for Fears' Mad World. It's haunting. Beautiful. Kids. Couples. Drift onto the dance floor. Veronica, off to the side, looks on at Archie and Betty slow dancing.
3: Does working with Miss Grundy mean no varsity football?
2: I'll study with Miss Grundy before school football practice after school, working at my dad's on weekends,
3: it'll be nuts. As long as you don't give up on your passion.
1: Veronica's gesturing to Betty from the sidelines. Do it.
3: Um, now that I'm a river vixen and you're gonna be on varsity football, I, I have this fantasy of us being a, a power couple, Archie, like the Kim and Kanye of Riverdale High. Betty. Is that so impossible to imagine?
1: Archie looks from Betty to Miss Grundy, chatting with Mr. Weatherby. As Mad World continues, we flashback to exterior Sweetwater River, early morning flashback. Archie with Miss Grundy lying on a blanket on one side of the river, intimate, forbidden. We should get back to town before people start waking
6: up.
2: Uh, it's the 4th. Everyone's sleeping in.
1: Miss Grundy gently traces a finger along Archie's cheek.
6: In that case, happy 4th of July, Archie.
2: Happy 4th of...
1: The unmistakable sound of a loud gunshot, followed by a girl's scream, Cheryl's, echoing from across the river, interrupts them. They sit up, their reverie shattered. While back at the dance, Reggie smashes into Betty and Archie, breaking the spell. He's drunk, belligerent
5: you made varsity football you did you don't even like football i was next in line it was jason then me
1: reggie takes a crazy swing at archie who dodges it grabs reggie's arm twists it around behind reggie
2: what is your problem reg take it up with coach but don't get in my face
4: about this
1: veronica arrives seconds from a full-blown fight erupting just as Cheryl joins them as well.
4: Hold that thought, Veronica, because I've ordered a fleet of Ubers to take us to my after-party. Attendance is mandatory for River Vixens. And boys, let's channel all this healthy young male aggression into something more productive, shall we? My parents are away, but their liquor cabinet is open for business. There'll be sex, booze, and party games
1: galore. Off all the kids. No way is this going to end well tonight. Exterior, blossom home, backyard, night. Weirdly, Cheryl's after party is more packed than the dance. There are indeed bars with bartenders, kegs, tiki torches. We find our kids in a clump holding red solo cups. Other partygoers are jumping into Cheryl's pool. The music's ridiculously loud. Um, is there a bathroom? You can use mine! Inside! Second floor! Veronica sees this exchange. Grabs.
4: Archie, why don't you go with Betty to make sure she finds it without being mauled?
1: Okay! Betty mouths thank you to Veronica, which Cheryl clocks. Archie and Betty head into the house. Cheryl smiles at Veronica in an I-see-exactly-what-you're-doing kind of way. Interior. Blossom home. Second floor hallway. Night. Archie and Betty walking down the hall, trying to find the bathroom. They're both tipsy, taking in all the grandeur. How rich are the Blossoms?
3: They own half the town, Archie. They're super rich. Betty stops. She's opened
1: a door to a room. Gasps.
3: Oh my god, Archie. What?
1: Holy shit. Interior. Blossom House. Jason Blossom's bedroom. Night. Archie and Betty walk in. Jason Blossom's perfectly preserved bedroom. The vibe they get is, nothing's been changed since the accident. They look around at all the trophies Jason accumulated, at all the photos of the Blossom family. It's super creepy and shrine-like. On Jason's desk, Betty finds a ratty copy of Catcher in the Rye. Pressed in its pages, barely sticking out, there's a strip of photos, like from a photo booth. Betty pulls it out. It's photos of Jason with Polly before her fall from grace. She's blonde, wholesome, wearing a cheerleading outfit. And here, now, we understand why it means so much to Betty to be a vixen. She pockets the photo. Meanwhile, Archie, looking at all the shelves.
2: We went to the same high school, the same junior high, the same elementary school. I don't even know who Jason's friends are or were.
6: Son was a private person.
1: They turn towards a tall, regal, heavily doped-up woman, in a silk robe with red hair. Otherworldly, she's Penelope Blossom.
3: I doubt
2: he'd appreciate you being in here.
1: Um, Mrs. Blossom, we, uh, we didn't know you were home.
3: We were looking for...
1: Cheryl appears at her mother's side.
4: The bathroom. They must have gotten lost. Go back to bed, Mommy, and try not to wake Daddy. That way, to the left, and
1: then come down to the basement. We're going to play a game. Interior, Blossom House, basement, night. Betty and Archie arrive to find Cheryl, Veronica, and Reggie, gathered in Mr. Blossom's man cave. Eerily lit by dozens of candles, wood paneled, animal heads on the wall, hunting rifles, in a display case.
4: Good. Now that we're all here where we belong, let's start. I assume everyone knows what a rainbow party is.
5: Bro, bro, I love you. You are my hermano, I forgive you.
4: A, rainbow parties are urban legends, and B, you're a psycho if you think that's happening. Cheryl, come on, Betty, we're leaving. Oh, relax, prude. If I'd wanted to host a rainbow party, I would have invited a different crowd. We're going old school tonight, seven minutes in heaven. I don't see any bottles.
1: As Cheryl sets a small table in the middle of the room.
4: Not that old school. I have an app that pairs pair up, then times their trysts in the closet of love. The big question is, who wants to go first? My vote is A for Archie. Anyone care to second it? Oh,
2: actually, uh,
5: yes, yes.
4: All right, gather round, kids. Let's see who's riding the ginger stallion
1: tonight. Cheryl sets her iPhone down on the table, surrounded by the kids. A virtual roulette wheel on the phone screen spins, slows down, stops on Betty. Cheryl gently bumps the table. The wheel makes one more revolution, finally lands on Veronica. The
4: new girl. This should be fun. Hey, hang on.
5: Yes, stud, bulldogs.
4: I'm not doing this. That's up to you. But if you don't, house rules decrees the host gets to take your turn. You know, you don't have to do anything x-rated in the closet. You can just ask each other deep, probing questions. You wouldn't object to that, Betty, would you? Especially not if I told you tonight's only the first part of your initiation as a river vixen. Oh, sweet, sweet Betty. Betty. Did you really think there wouldn't be a price to pay? I mean, it's not like you're crushing on Archie. Or, wait, are you? And I had no idea. Seven minutes. Two Taylor
1: Swift songs. Betty looks stricken as Archie and Veronica head towards. Interior. Blossom House. Basement Closet. Night. Moments later. Darkness. Then, one iPhone lights up. Then, A second iPhone lights up. (laughs) Archie and Veronica, lit only by their cell phones, huddle in the dark.
4: I know her brother died and everything, but Cheryl Blossom truly is the Antichrist. How much time do we have left?
2: Six minutes, 40 seconds. Do you miss New York?
4: It's been less than a week, but yes.
2: Six minutes, 20 seconds. Now you go. Ask me a deep question probing question <laughs> to, um, uh, kill time.
4: It, uh, looked like you and Betty were having fun at the dance.
2: Definitely. I mean, we've been friends for forever. My turn.
4: I didn't ask my question yet. Is that all it is? Just friends?
2: N- not just friends. Best friends. Okay, my turn. Did you have a boyfriend back in New York?
4: No, my turn. <laughs> Could it ever possibly become something more?
2: Are you asking for Betty or for yourself? Five minutes, 45 seconds.
4: For Betty. And you didn't answer my question. I, uh,
2: I know what you're trying to do, get us together, but it's not going to happen. I've never felt whatever that thing I'm supposed to feel is with Betty.
4: Have you felt it, though? With anyone?
2: Yes. This summer. Have you?
4: No. Maybe once. You're a little more dangerous than you look, aren't you? All boy-next-door-ish.
2: You have no idea. Or maybe you do.
4: Your turn. Ask me a question, Archie. Ask me anything you want.
1: The air, the space between them, is thick with sexual tension. So Archie and Veronica start to kiss, tentatively at first then more and more passionately interior blossom home basement night six and a half minutes later sheepishly archie and veronica emerge from the closet
4: you lasted the full seven minutes color me impressed where's betty you shady bitch she left strangely she seemed upset
1: archie and veronica trade a look They both take out their cell phones, start to call her.
4: I've tried. I think her phone's off. It keeps going straight to voicemail.
1: Reggie, lying on the couch, drunk, moans.
4: Meanwhile, who's driving that hot mess home? Archie can. I'll take an Uber. Believe me, the last thing Benny wants is us tracking her down together.
1: From the look on Veronica's face, we can tell. She's already regretting those seven minutes. The sound of quiet knocking. Interior, Cooper House, hallway, night. Betty, outside Polly's room, at the black door, knocking.
3: Polly, are you in there? I'm sorry about that stupid fight. It's just so hard sometimes, you know, with mom and everything.
1: We remember, in this moment, that Betty's actually only 16 years old.
3: Please, Polly, if you're in there, talk to me, let me in.
1: Interior, Cooper House, Polly's room, same time. Polly, standing just inside her room, against the door, listening, but not answering Betty.
4: Hey, Daddy, it's me.
1: Interior slash exterior, Uber car, streets of Riverdale, night. Veronica, in the backseat of a Prius, leaving a similar message.
4: You won't get this till the weekend, but I didn't want you worrying. Mom's fine, I'm fine, we we hope you're holding
1: up, and... As with Betty, we see how young and vulnerable Veronica is here. How alike they are, in a way. She's fighting tears.
4: And I wanted to tell you, I'm trying, Daddy. I'm trying so hard.
1: Exterior, Pop's Chocolate Shop Diner, night. Walking home from dropping off Reggie, reeling from the night, Archie passes the one place in town that's open, Pop's Diner. He sees someone in a booth, Jughead. Waves to him, goes in. Interior, Pop's Diner. Joins his former friend, Jughead, who sits in front of his open laptop and a cold, half-drunk cup of coffee. Archie lifts his hand, signs, Hey. Jughead signs back, Hey. Then, Jughead turns on a hearing aid he wears in his right ear, beneath his weird hat. Can I sit? Jughead shrugs. Archie does.
2: What are you working on?
1: Novel. Cool. Still? Takes a while.
0: Had a breakthrough this summer. Finally landed on something to write about. Coach Cleats was in here. Varsity? That makes you what? Mr. Popular Football God now?
2: (laughs) No, no. Not so sure about that. In fact, I'm kind of terrified I lost my best friend tonight.
0: Yeah, you do that a lot. If you mean Betty, whatever happened, just talk to her. That would go a long way. Would have gone a long way with me.
2: I was actually thinking I would maybe write her a song to explain exactly how much she means to me.
1: Jughead's silent, doesn't give a shit about Archie's music story. Archie looks out the window, the town in darkness. Then, did you know Jason Blossom, Jug? He shakes his head no.
2: Seventeen years old. And how will he be remembered? As captain of the water polo team? The Aquaholics?
0: Considering how he died, probably not. What
2: I mean is, did he make this place, this shitty town, better? The
0: Jason Blossoms of the world rarely do.
2: Juggy, I'm sorry, man. I never said that to you. I'm so fucking sorry.
0: For which part of it? All
2: of it. Everything. I was a real dick.
0: Yeah, you were. What do you want me to say? What do you even want, Archie? I I don't want to
1: die without us
2: being friends again.
1: Jughead considers this.
0: I don't even know you, Archie. You might as well be Jason Blossom to me.
1: Jughead takes a sip of coffee. That's all he's saying tonight. Yep. We'll be picking up this story in episode two. Interior, the lodge apartment, night. Veronica comes home from Cheryl's to find Hermione having a glass of wine.
4: I was about to take my Ambien. How was the dance? It was okay. I mean, it wasn't the Met Ball or anything.
1: Hermione pats the cushion next to her. Veronica sits. Our first week and we survived and you're making friends.
4: I I'm super tired, mom.
1: Okay. Okay. Hermione stands up, starts to go, stops. I had a nice night tonight. I
4: reconnected with Betty's mom, Alice, and I I think they're going to be real allies to us. Veronica, both of them. That's
1: good news, isn't it? Veronica stares ahead, doesn't know what to say.
6: She knew Hermione knew what her husband was doing.
1: Interior. The Cooper house. Alice and Hal's bedroom. Night. Alice and her husband Hal getting ready for bed. Undressing.
5: She said that?
1: Of course not. She lied. The way she did in high school. Like when she tried to steal
6: you away from me.
5: Oh, come on, Alice. Hermione was a flirt. She... she flirted with everyone.
6: She and her daughter are story, Hal story that's going to change everything for us for the register everything the blossom story wasn't
5: be careful alice you're spinning into butter the lodgers are still a powerful family
1: alice fixes her husband with a warning stare you be careful hal i don't want history
6: repeating itself hermione broke your heart once she'll do it again
1: exterior the andrews house night this late Archie's exhausted, but wired. As he starts up the walk to his house, Betty steps out from the shadows. She's been waiting for him on his porch.
3: I'm not going to ask you what you did with Veronica at Cheryl's. That was just a stupid party game. But I'm asking you right now if you love me, Archie. Betty! Or even like me. Just please tell me. Respect me. Respect our friendship enough to be honest with me. Uh, uh... Or do I need to say it for you?
2: I'm I'm so sorry, Betty.
3: Of course I love you,
2: but I, I can't give you the answer you want.
1: Betty's eyes are wet with tears, but she's pushing through.
2: Why? Why can't you? So many reasons, but the main one is you're so perfect, Betty. I'd never be good enough for you. I've never been good enough for you.
1: The two lifelong friends look at each other, hearts breaking. A truth between them finally spoken out loud. Exterior, Sweetwater River, night. Post dance, Kevin and British haughty Devon have come here for an illicit tryst. They're on the river's edge, wrestling to take each other's shirts and pants off.
2: What do you like to do? I'm
5: versatile, but can we, can we maybe just start with skinny dipping?
1: Devin stops, looks at Kevin. It's actually kind of sweet. Yeah, sure. That's brilliant. Kevin and Devin head towards the water, stripping their clothes off, when, all of a sudden, Devin trips over a dark mass on the river's bank. Bloody
5: hell! You okay?
1: They kneel down next to it, use their iPhones as flashlights to reveal. Jason Blossom's waterlogged, rotten corpse. Tangled in river weeds, half his face eaten by fish. A bullet hole in his forehead. Oh, shit. Interior, Pops Diner, night. Jughead typing away at his keyboard, resuming with his voiceover.
0: By morning, everyone would be talking, texting, and posting about it. We'd all be feeling it. The world around us had changed forever.
1: Exterior, Sweetwater River, early morning. The entire town, all our characters, have gathered. As Riverdale Police, led by Detective Sam Hill, help paramedics load Jason's body into an ambulance, Betty's there, with Polly and her folks. Veronica, Hermione, Archie's with his parents. Miss Grundy's there with Weatherby, other teachers and students. They all look transformed, scared especially Cheryl, who's climbing into the ambulance, bizarrely, without her parents.
0: That Riverdale wasn't the same town anymore, that if we'd ever been innocent, we weren't anymore. On Monday, the autopsy would take place, and on Tuesday, halfway through fifth period, the first arrest would be made, shaking the very foundation of Riverdale High.
1: Smash to black.
0: What an absolute time!
1: Thank you so much for listening to this absolute monstrosity of a podcast episode. We want to thank our wonderful friends for being such good sports. (laughs) And at the
0: same time, I want to opposite of thank all of our friends for not appreciating Riverdale. You guys should watch it. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, they all hate Riverdale.
0: (laughs) Except our beautiful roommates who love Riverdale.
1: We got the girls on our side.
0: Yeah, thank you to all our beautiful friends.
1: We love you so much. Bye.
0: Bye.